Christine, how do how do I look? Okay, great. Okay. You can see your knees. Okay, great. It's a pretty I'm like Are you gonna say that about me? See what's up? Your knee's not in there. Your knee's not in there. It's not there. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let me tell you about your employee. Yes. Well, she, she's wonderful. But we had a uh, a little scuffle. Uh-huh. And she said uh, she said she's from DR. I said, Oh really? We're neighbors. Right. Goes, You're from Haiti. I go, Yeah. She goes, Oh. Uh, one of those. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know the Dominicans, they just how they are. I know, man. I know. <laughs> if you like they're the only ones there. It's yeah, like their island. Their island. Speaking of I island, St. Lucia is expensive. No. Uh, what? St. Lucia is expensive. To go there or no, be there? No, not to go there. To be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We like dollar for dollar. Though. We like, yeah, 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 it's like dollar for dollar. It's not like you go to another place and you're like, oh, my rate is, I got 55,000 pesos for $1. No. It's definitely yeah, dollar, for dollar for dollar. You are... Paying what you pay here, yeah. plus more because so St. Lucia, the duties on it because we're part of CARICOM and the OECS, so we don't get like duties off of anything. Mm -hmm. So once goods come into the country, they have to pay. It's like by the time they get it to retail, it's like six times because they charge you a hundred percent markup on whatever product you brought here. So if I bought something for five dollars, mm -hmm. it's ten dollars when I get there. So already my ten dollars got to add up to right. double that. It's bad. I saw, um, I think one of the hotels that I, I was trying to get, and because we we got a, a close friend, um, Savory. She she's from Saint Lucia. Yeah, Savory's her last name. Casey yeah. Savory, and close friend, but she goes there all the time. Right. She has family. There right. There. And one time we're like, oh, we we got to come and visit yeah. and see it. Yeah. We started doing the research and like, mm. no, but you gotta hit it at the right times. Okay. So like, my sister just booked. I think she got like flights for like three hundred. Mm -hmm. My mom, I just my mom just went down there. She got a flight for a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So you gotta time it right. Right, right. Like we use the Hopper app, so it tells us like, okay, book now because oh. you'll get like something off of it. That's good. Yeah. For the most part, I think. The island is beautiful. The island is gorgeous. Yeah. And, then, a, and then they got a hotel. No, I went to Cancun. I wish because they the hotels that I was looking at in her island. But you're also probably looking at like Jade Mountain. Yes. Ja that's like three grand a night. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, no, that's only for Instagram people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I see people on Instagram and I'm like, you know, you did. They paid for you to go there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like three grand a night because it opens up onto like. You have your own private pool that like is an infinity that opens up onto the ocean that is under the pitons. And the pitons are like our volcanic um, mountains that came about after we had like this big volcanic eruption. So they're like beautiful side by side twin peaks. One's in one, one's in one town and then the other's in another town, but they look all the pictures they're like together, together. so people is they go for the ground it's like yeah no, i mean look that. at that view and there's like i think the one i was looking at it had um the jacuzzi inside yep a pool inside yep. 
overlooking the mountain yeah. view, and I was like, yeah. "This is crazy. Let's go!" And then yeah. when I saw the and price, then you were I was like, like, "Maybe not." Yeah, maybe Cancun not, right sounds now. great, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. My name is Stanley. On today's episode, I got a wonderful guest here. We are in the Happy Corp and Happy Buds. We're in Happy Buds, but owner of both Happy Buds and Happy Corp. We're here in downtown Brooklyn. We're going to have an amazing time having a discussion. This is uh, Women's Month as well as International Women's Day was yesterday. And we have an opportunity to have one of the inspiring entrepreneurs as a woman to come out and not only talk about the multiple brands that she's working with, but the impact that she's having in the community, which is something that's special. On today's episode, <laughs> please welcome my guest, Sunshine Foss. Why am I looking at Rick Ross? I don't know. Boss the boss, think boss the boss. Boss the boss. Boss the boss. Yeah. That's how okay. my daughter introduces herself. Boss so the boss? Yeah. I'm Layla Foss the boss. No, I like that, though. No, uh, it's not. Uh, <laughs> what kind of character are you building? Uh, <laughs> like, she, she's self entitled herself. She is, she's, yes. She's brand promoting. She is promoting herself. Right. Yes. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing, boo. Yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> All right. Um, glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. And it's been trying to make this work for some time. Yes. You are one busy woman. I, I, I must admit. It's been it's been a busy years. <laughs> years. <laughs> the year just started and it's been a busy, busy years. years. Yeah. But you have you have so much that's going on, um, and you became the home to a lot of brands, yes. especially in the black community. Absolutely. Right? But before we dive into that, just quickly. Can you just uh, reintroduce yourself and share with the viewers out there what it is that you do? So I'm Sunshine. I'm the owner of Happy Pork Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, we also just recently launched Happy Buds, which is about seven minutes away from Happy Pork. So the original Happy Pork was created for the community. It's a wine and spirits store that not only brings goodness to the community, mm -hmm. but brands that you would never see on any other shelf. Well, now I'm happy to say that a lot of these brands are getting themselves out there from um, getting distribution to getting on shelves. We've seen such an amazing growth within all of these brands. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think Happy Pork has become kind of like the coined hub for having, one, we do have the largest assortment of Black-owned brands. Mm -hmm. Anywhere. From what I remember, from what I read, I think you guys have about 80%. So 80% of our brands are Black-owned, women-owned. Mm -hmm. um, but on top of that, I would love for it to be 100%. Um, but there are some wines that don't come in varietals or spirits that don't come in varietals that, you know, are being produced by these Black makers. Mm -hmm. But we are finding more and more coming out, which is great. Um, but yeah, 80% of our brands are owned by black people, people of color. That's a, a feat. That's like such an accomplishment to have. It definitely is. Right. And, and what inspired that? What inspired you to say, um, I want to build a home for nothing, but uh, not not just black community, because I'm pretty sure you're trying to open the doors for a lot Absolutely. of people. Absolutely. But 
what made it so that you wanted to be the home for a lot of these black brands? So I think from the inception of Happy Cork, I knew it was going to be something built for the community. Um, from day one, even getting our license, um, you know, you have to kind of state why you're going to be different from the other stores around you. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that I wanted to do something that was going to give a platform to a lot of these brands that are just not your typical mainstream brands. Um, and that started my journey of finding black owned brands. So like during the licensing process, I actually put on my application that I'm going to have the largest assortment of black owned brands. Um, not knowing what that was going to be like, because right. I did a little research and I was like, oh, I found like five brands. I'm going to get in touch with them. They're going to be in the store. Um, and then I got in touch and 100% of them had no distribution in New York. So that started my journey mm -hmm. of not only locating the brands, but getting them also like distribution right. um, within the New York market, because you do have to buy from a distributor. Correct. Now, what? how do you go about that strategy? Is it something that you call them up? Like, how do you, because you said you reached out. So to it's, uh, I do a whole bunch of different ways mm -hmm. from um, reaching out via DM. I will literally stalk people and be like, hey, I love your brand. Uh, would love to have it in the store. Um, and then for the most part, they'll tell me I don't have distribution. So that right. starts the distribution talks of either getting them a way of getting distribution. Mm -hmm. I've gone as far as getting winemakers to work with different vineyards to actually produce the wine. Um, so it, it's really a grassroots like right. start. However, now because we've kind of become the destination space, somebody actually told me one time they were like, yeah, you know, I heard if my brand is not in here, you are not, you don't have the stamp of approval. And I was like, oh, Okay, so we're moving on up. Yeah. So now we do have brands that are reaching out and contacting us. But again, yeah. I still do my research or if somebody, someone is going to send me like, hey, I have a friend who has this brand coming out. Um, and then that starts the process of even like getting them to the part of even getting distribution. Because before that, you need to right. have all your ducks in a row. So as you walk them through this process, does it ever cross your mind that you can basically because you're, you're just guiding them to get and make sure that their permits and their license is up to date before they become before they get to you right so through that process have you ever thought about well about managing some of these brands or being being on the other side of it like facilitating no, no? never once <laughs> never once okay. um for me i'm on the retail side i love being on the retail side i think there's so much depth um to being on the retail side just because you know you you're that direct reach to the customer mm -hmm. um but you're also the direct reach to the brand so i'm kind of like that middleman middle right. that um it doesn't require a lot right. of extra managing right, right, you know right, right. like you that extra managing i can still be in my lane right, right. you can still be in your lane we do our thing right. and it i mean it's again you are managing a brand right Multiple brands. Multiple brands. And yeah. How, how did you get into this uh, into this field? Because um, prior to that, you were in real estate. Prior to that, I was in real estate. Prior to real estate, I was in design. Mm -hmm. um, so my background of what I went to school for. So that's why I'm like, I always tell people, you never know where you end up. You know, I'm always like, I will do 
I'll figure it out along the way. Um, so I, my background is in apparel design, then branched off into home textiles. Right. So everything from like the undergarments of your bed, your blankets, your sheeting, mm -hmm. pillows, all that I made. Yeah. Um, and then we branched off into real estate. And from real estate... Wait, wait, that's... Walk me through that that period. How did you transition from that? Because those are completely two different fields. Those are two completely different fields, but they're kind of related, I feel mm -hmm. like. Because um, I do have a, an eye for design. So we started, we purchased our first property in 2010. Mm -hmm. And then kind of we got that like real estate bug of like, maybe we could do this. Right. Um, so we purchased a second building. Um, and then with that, I was able to leave my full-time job and actually go and manage properties. So I managed our properties from, I, I will get into the nitty gritty and go and do trash every Tuesday, mm -hmm. you know? So I managed the properties for a while. Um, and then we purchased Happy Cork's building. Right. Happy Cork had a liquor store there before. Um, but it was kind of that like bulletproof glass liquor store. You can't touch the bottles. Mm -hmm. I think they had like two bottles of wine mm -hmm. in there. Um, so I knew that I wanted to have something that was going to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. People can cut, touch the bottles. People can come in and talk to the staff. Um, but again, we were like, maybe we should do a liquor store. Uh, but that was going to be work. Okay. So we ended up basically... Um, trying to rent the space out and no one wanted it. No one for two years. Right. We're on a side street. So no one kind of like had put traffic coming in. So that in itself was tough. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so for two years, we're like, if something doesn't happen by 2018, I got to do something. Right. And then 2018 came and I had to do something. But that's, that was the birth of Happy Court. Oh. That was the... I'm going to build something beautiful that the community is going to come to. And I knew because we were on a side street, mm -hmm. I had to bring people in. Um, and with that, I had to offer a product that was going to be special, that was going to be like no other. Mm -hmm. The staff is going to have to be amazing and right. great with customer service and customer experience. Right. That was the main purpose of Happy Cork. Awesome. Now, the birth of Happy Corks happened. And you... You took your skills from there and then designed it a certain way that you wanted. Exactly. Right. So everything in, if you go into the Happy Court space, it's all about repurposed items. So from the tree stump in the corner, mm -hmm. I tell the story of we were doing construction. I came, parked my car, and then my construction guy was like, can you take me to the, um, to the um, store real quick to get some? He had to get some like pieces. And I'm like, ah, I just found great parking. And he's like, I have great parking because he was right in front of the store. Right, right. So I'm like, sure. Okay, fine. Let me take you reluctantly. Took him. Literally, we were gone for like 10, 15 minutes. Got back and there was a tree that fell in the middle of the street exactly where I was parked. Oh. So I was like, this is my lucky tree. Yeah. So I took a big piece of the stump. That's what you have as like a hanging display in mm -hmm. there. We also took some of the limbs and put them up to like hang the bags on them. Mm -hmm. um, the entire cash wrap area is made out of like recycled pallets from your walls to everything that was done in there was carefully 
intentionally done. Mm -hmm. From the cork flooring to when you leave, my handle is a corkscrew on the door. Mm -hmm. There was real thought put into this space because I wanted it to be something that was going to be not only aesthetically right, but you come in the sense of smell. I mean, you walk in and Happy Cork always smells amazing. That's one thing people always compliment mm -hmm. on is the fact that we always smell so good. Mm -hmm. um, but it really was bringing my design sense into that space. Happy Bird's the same thing. When I walk through, it gives me this aroma. Like, it gives you a relaxing feel. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think that's by on purpose. That's, that's all of it is on purpose. Okay. It's intentional. Also, too, we do sell the product that's in the store. Mm -hmm. um, so when you come in, yes, it hits your senses, but it's actually product that's available for sale. Right. Um, we have beautiful products that are made by local women, artisans from Kia, who does Ancestral Whisper. So that's probably what you were smelling, yeah. the, from the hand sanitizers to the oils right, to the right, incense. Right. Um, so we do have like a nice assortment of really beautiful brands that are just in here for a reason mm -hmm. but it's definitely like you the same exact um kind of aesthetic and feel that happy cork has mm -hmm. happy buds definitely has okay I, I like the whole the whole concept behind it because everything you guys doing seems to be like intentional when it comes to design smell and you sit in a mood absolutely when somebody comes in there absolutely you're already in that space right. you know you want to experience it People travel from all over. Right. This has become a destination space for people. Mm -hmm. Why not give them what they're coming for? And it's like on every level. Mm -hmm. So people are traveling from, I've had people come from Cali, like this was on my bucket list and I had to come see the space for myself. So with that, um, I, can't, I can't do half-ass stuff. It has yeah. to be, you know, you came for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give it all to you. That's that's amazing. That's like really awesome. And where did you learn this? Because it's not. Um, is this from traditional schooling, or this is something that along the way you just picked up a lot of these skill sets? I think it's from. I think it's a mix. I mean, I went to school for design. Mm -hmm. um, from a child, I've always been super creative in terms of like I'll be the one that's like, let's organize a fashion show at like eight. You know. Right. Um, but I would Stop. definitely say my mom definitely played a huge part in the fact that like she, my mom is extra creative, but also mm -hmm. too, she's like an entrepreneur through and through and mm -hmm. she will make something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, a lot so of the right. stuff, like even this artwork, that's my mom's. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of the stuff that you see in the store, it's my mom. She makes a lot of product too. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's just been like a real go-getter. And I think being... I'm her last, I'm the baby, being there with her um, has really like molded me and shaped me into, mm -hmm. I'm going to go in and make it work, you right, know, right, make right. it look beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's interesting you brought that up because um, we like to have the discussion on why is it that people that have parents that's been entrepreneurs, they tend to go into that field. I think you don't have a choice. I think you don't have a choice because it's kind of like, okay, what do you do? You've been in the trenches. You've seen it. I mean, I've been a kid. Like my mom had stores. Mm -hmm. I'd be working in the stores. So you naturally pick certain things up without even knowing. Right. My negotiation skills, she's the worst at negotiating, yeah. but like my negotiation skills, I definitely learned. 
from other places that I've done, you right. know, but I think taking aspects of what I've learned throughout, and that's why I tell people, don't kick yourself on something that you did five years ago. Mm. At some point, you're going to use those skills, and Absolutely. it might not be in what it was intended for, no. but you're going to use them, and you're going to use them in such an amazing way that you're going to shock yourself. Absolutely. I like to call it the master class. Like, you learn so much from all those failures, all okay. those things, and then when you look back, you'll be like, man, I got all these skills there. Because you had you the had class exactly. of learning over and over through all those exactly. experiences. Yep, so, exactly. You know, I, I totally agree. I think that um, the, the best thing that somebody could do is just allow you to experience things. Yep. Right? Go ahead and try. And I never see anything as a failure either because it's kind of mm -hmm. just like, well, I was there when I had when it had to be like that's that's mm -hmm. at that point. That's what it was, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you move on, and then mm -hmm. you figure out how to make that failure into a something else. But I also think that had that failure not happened, you right. wouldn't be able to you use that. Exactly, you wouldn't right. know what not to do. Right, true. You wouldn't right. know what you know. Or you wouldn't know. You wouldn't have gained that experience. Exactly. To to go there. Exactly. So I I'm think right it's there a with combination. You. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there so with I'm you. So I'm glad we both agree. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, it, it can be a challenge and people don't understand that. Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a huge challenge. And I think even for like being an entrepreneur, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, there are so many people that are like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. I want to. The amount of people that approach me about starting a wine store. Mm -hmm. I think I make it look easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I need to make it look a little harder. Look, look, look yeah. Like, you, you know, you have the assortment of product. They're like. Or it just landed in the mm. store. But I think I, I always tell people being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. You definitely it's something that is a full time job. Like, you know, I, I see it all the time, but it's like, oh, I left my nine to five to work 24 seven. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm up yeah. at night. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, having calls with people in Spain that she's over there. It's like not 10 o'clock her time, but she's making it work. So being an entrepreneur, it's like. Your flexibility. You, yep. you you have flexibility as far as where you can go, what you can do. And how long you can spend there. Yeah, but your time is limited. Yep. Now it's like, oh, I can't afford to do certain things. Exactly. So I got to focus exactly. here. I got to do this. I exactly. Do that. So the flexibility may be, so you choose what you do, but even and, with and that, even, And time. even I think sometimes you don't choose what you do. Mm, you know, it kind of chooses you because it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because for me, like, I didn't choose to go into the world of wine and spirits, mm -hmm. but it chose me, and we've made waves in this industry like no other. So mm -hmm. as much as, you know, it chose me, we've been very successful in terms of the fact that we're going to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, Happy Cork has become, and now Happy Buds, a super amazing experience mm -hmm. for everyone. Why do you say that it chose you? I think a lot of people, like, even, you know, during research, um, my research days for opening Happy Court, right. it was, you know, I, I'm looking at all of these case studies or people that have, like, written articles, and a lot of it was coming from, this has been my dream to own a wine store, right. this has been my dream to do such and such. That was never my dream. It was never, like, my dream was design. Mm -hmm. And look at where that went. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's still, it's still in here. But, well, it's still in here. Yeah, but right. like in terms of like I, hands down, I was like, I'm going to be 
an amazing fashion designer. Yeah. I got into the fashion industry and I loved doing what I did because I designed. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in the industry, it, it did not excite me at all. Right, but right. that's what that was my dream, you know. Um, and then with Happy Court, it kind of happened where I had to open up this space. I didn't kind of, I didn't yeah. really have a choice. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. But so I, that's why I said I didn't choose to go into wine, but it chose me because I had the building that I had to do something with it. Right, and then right. now that it chose me, mm. I'm going to make it super special. Now, let me ask you this, right? Because you own the building and the storefront. Yes. You could have changed the storefront to anything you choose. Anything. Why did why did the, the wine thing just talk to you and you said, you know what? think this is going to be it. So I love vices. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm from the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Um, we are rum drinkers. We are drinkers. Absolutely. Um, we, are, <laughs> we are. We will. Judge, nope, nobody's going to judge because yeah. this is a judgment free zone. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone that comes into the store, I tell them all the time, <laughs> you are you good here, boo. Nobody's going to say anything right, about right, you. Right, right. Um, but it so happened that the space that was there before was a liquor store. Mm-hmm. So I already knew that one, um, and that's another thing I tell people that when they get in touch with me about wanting to open up a store, I'm like, you need to do a lot of research, especially for the wine and spirits industry. Mm-hmm. It is one of the hardest industries to break into if you don't have all of your research together. Mm-hmm. So you could be like, this is, I want to have like a space here. Um, and then you get your lease, you come into the space, you do all your work in there because the crazy part is that for you to get the license, you have to show the construction of the space. Correct. So you're sitting on a space that Mm -hmm. you've done all of this construction with. And if it's not zoned properly. And it's not zoned properly. Mm -hmm. So they tell you, okay, well, a school is right there. Mm -hmm. A church is right there. Um, you have a liquor store, even though you've done your research and you're not in ter- in, mm-hmm. in close proximity to any of these spaces, mm-hmm. but you can't be close to liquor stores. So another liquor store can't be because there's competition right, right. and there's only so much money that mm-hmm. they can fit within the industry. Right. So all of and these then you things. you still got to go through a community board. They well, community to... board is only for um, an on-premise. Mm-hmm. So for off-premise, you have to go to the board, the actual like liquor authority board mm-hmm. community board is that's in itself another thing because you could do all of your stuff and they're like no we no, don't no, want no, you in the area yeah. or there might be a certain amount of permits allowed exactly um so for us i already knew that this was already a liquor store it's zoned for that maybe we can go in and like try mm-hmm. and also too it doesn't hurt me because i'm building a shell for a building that i own because if it was, and I tell people all the time, if I actually had to rent a space, yeah. I would never have done a liquor store. No. Never. Um, so for me, it was kind of just like, mm-hmm. well, if I get denied, I have a space that I've already like created mm-hmm. for someone else mm-hmm. to hopefully come in and rent from us. Correct. Um, but because the fact that there was a liquor store there and there's a lot of stuff that you have to do mm-hmm. to get your license mm-hmm. from mapping out your vicinity of 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 all of the the residents in the area so we did our research in terms mm-hmm. of that and foot traffic and yeah. foot traffic mm-hmm. um and again we didn't have a lot of foot traffic now we do right. but 
then we had no foot traffic. Like people would literally walk from the train and go down Utica and that was it. And maybe because we have a corner store next to us, mm-hmm. maybe they come to the corner store, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And also too, we didn't have as many residential properties in the area. Now we have a little more, mm-hmm. but at the time it was just like, oh, will this work? You got to build the traffic. You got to build it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I had to build a space. People wanted to venture to. You wanted, this was going to be your adventure. You were leaving Harlem mm-hmm. on a Saturday because you're like, I have to check out Happy Court. Right. And with right. that, I have to offer a collection that nowhere else has. Right. I, I, man, you just hit us with so much because I don't think a lot of, so you just gave a roadmap. Yes. Ba- a basic roadmap. A basic roadmap. Of what you need in order for you to start a, a liquor store, retail yep. store business, yep. right? And I don't think that a lot of us, when we look at from the outside, we just see a liquor store. Yeah, you just see like you open your doors right. and you get your, your liquor in there. Right. No. And so now walk me through the concept. Like how did you transition from liquor to doing Happy Bird? So, as I said, Happy Cork found me, right? Mm-hmm. Happy Buds, I've always wanted to do. Right. The name came after the sister store of Happy Cork, mm-hmm. but the idea came way before Happy Cork. So, I knew that I wanted to do something within the cannabis world, mm-hmm. um, and I knew I wanted it to be something that was going to be for the community and that was going to be good and bring something good to the community. Um but New York was behind. New York has been behind with regulations and all of that for a long time, from the time I wanted to open it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they kind of cleared it and said, we're open to even entertaining the idea of one, having CBD. Mm-hmm. And then I started going into all these corner stores. And I'm like, how are you selling CBD? And like my corner store by my house, I speak to him all the time and I'm like, how is this possible? And he's like, yep, they have the laws. You just go to the, so then I started my research right. and I'm like, okay, so I could absolutely open up a CBD space that was going to be for the community, but also too, we have everything that is necessary for the community from sleep and so, like, you don't even understand the community mm-hmm. suffers from so many things that we don't openly talk about or discuss. And right. it's just, it's something that has to be discussed from sleep apnea, sleep mental, apnea health. mental health is so huge, anxiety, anxiety, especially with this yeah. pandemic, depression. Um, depression, just things to support your mood throughout the day, right, um, right down to, we do period chocolates, which is chocolates for your menstrual cycle. And something that is so simple, right. The amount of women that are coming in here, like, I need to re-up on my period chocolate because it works. These right. things actually work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that we were able to bring stuff that worked and we could stand behind it. So we actually tried most of everything in the store. Same with Happy Cork. Um, and I do tell people when they come in to Happy Cork with a wine, I need to try it. And if it's if we're not bringing it in is because we did not. You like the product. Yeah. Or right. the product didn't fit. Or the product didn't fit or mm-hmm. we already had something that was similar um, at a better price point. Mm-hmm. So I do tell people it's not the fact that it's just black owned brands. 
these brands are some of the most amazing brands in the store. And it's basically, by the way, it's also black owned. Mm. It's not, oh yeah, you it's know, we're bringing it right. in because, because it's black. black. No, yeah. there's no way I could do that. Mm. There's no way I could put my name behind something and sell it to the community and be like, well, it's black, you bought it. No, yeah. it has to be good. Yeah, it still has to be quality. It still has to be quality. Mm. And what would you say with like some of these brands that you have right now? So what we have here is an, a beautiful assortment of, I think, some of the special brands that are in the store mm -hmm. um, from your LVE, which is from John Legend. So John Legend has an amazing collection. And again, it's not just a celebrity owned brand. Mm. This collection is some of the most beautiful wines created. Um, from the minerality, I, I mean, just the taste alone. Mm -hmm. And then when you discover everything that goes into it from your bottle, the labeling, everything. Right, right. They are some of the greatest brands that are in the store. It's not just because they're black owned, but you have McBride Sisters mm -hmm. who created an amazing collection of McBride Sisters wines. Right, right. Um, and then from McBride Sisters wines, they branched off into the black girl collection right black girl magic collection is it says everything it has to say on the bottle so people are coming like they don't even ask who makes it you got black girl magic <laughs> what kind do you want which, which variety like do you want a rose i just want the black girl magic they don't even know that they the, don't the, the know types. it comes yeah. in like we have four right, different right, skews right, yeah. and they'll be like they just told me i needed black girl magic mm -hmm. Break down the skews for them. So we have like the Riesling, mm -hmm. which is delicious. It's like, I think definitely one of the top sellers. Um, it is slightly sweet, slightly dry. So you do still get, um, for the drinkers that are not sweet drinkers, mm -hmm. they could still drink that. Right. The drinkers that are not dry drinkers, they could still drink it and love it. Mm -hmm. um, and then it comes in a rosé a red blend, and then we also have a brute. So it's a sparkling brute, perfect for celebrations. Who doesn't want to show up to a party for their girlfriend and be like, I'm bringing you black girl magic. Right, right. So it's for, for us. And then of course you have Stuyvesant collection, Stuyvesant, yeah. the B Stuyvesant line is champagne created mm -hmm. by a black woman from Bedford Stuyvesant mm -hmm. um, in France. So you not only have um, what you see here, which is the rosé, but we have her almost her entire collection from every single cuvee that she makes. Okay. Um, so we love, of course, we love Stuyvesant. Um, another favorite of ours, which is not represented here, which is Esriver. Esriver for us um, is really near and dear to my heart mm. because it was actually one of the first brands that I brought in, Black-owned. Um, but one special, and I think the reason why Happy Cork has been so successful with the mm -hmm. brands that we carry is because of our relationship with the brands. So from like Estrevere, they were the first brand that I carried, three women from Queens, mm -hmm. best friends, mm -hmm. over 25 years. Um, and I was actually, I got in touch with Ashanti, who was kind of like, the brand ambassador. ambassador yeah. Um, so she came in, we did a whole tasting, um, and I kind of became their mentor. 
So we became super close. Um, and then last year, Ashanti passed away. Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, one of the member, one of the women from the brand, Ty, calls me up and she's like, I wanted to let you know um, that this happened this morning. So for us, that kind of rocked our world because we invest so much into these brands, but mm -hmm. these brands invest so much into us that it it became like That's more than a, it became more than a, and I tell people all the time like welcome to the Happy Cork family like once your brand is in you part of the family um and for us even like brands will go somewhere else and they'll be like oh we're on the shelves of Happy Cork That's amazing Let me ask you this based off what I just heard what what's the impact you're trying to leave in the community I don't know I don't think there's an impact that I actually want to mm -hmm. leave mm -hmm. I think we're, because you're making, you're, we're you're already doing, doing it. it. We're doing so, it. I guess, what is the legacy you're trying to leave? Then? I don't know if there's a legacy. I think it's just to bring happiness and goodness to people. Mm -hmm. um, you see it with the names, Happy Cork, Happy Buds. It's all about bringing our community, the community around us, and everybody else that wants to experience it. Mm -hmm. um, just brands that are going to make a lasting impact so it's not even about me mm -hmm. i think for the most part it's definitely these brands and their impact or even being able to say they're on the shelf somewhere you right, know right. um and because of happy court bringing them in it's kind of like that stamp of approval and they're able to go off into different places right. which is an amazing thing to see um some brands that you know started off like Estrevere started off with just us mm -hmm. and people told them like no we're not taking a brand in it's such a white male dominated industry walking in the door as a black woman with your wine a lot of people don't even want they didn't want to taste it wow and we've had in-depth conversations about it. like Ashanti would be like sunshine can you call this person and let them know I'm coming because it's in happy court right just so that she could just have a meeting with them and now to see like Estrever is in all of these different places, Cali, Virginia, they're in Bermuda. You know, it's like that I think is mm. the, the legacy to save yeah. because these brands at the end of the day, they're going to withstand time right. and they're going to be creating more and they're going to be creating amazing product. Mm. I think that's the impact that I want to see. Being a part of that history. Being a part, part of, of that history. Journey. Right. No, I, I and it's a beautiful it. history to be a part of. No, you know? absolutely. If you're pioneering, and especially in the beginning stages, and you're seeing the evolution of a brand, and you're part of that evolution, and you had, a, a, even if it's a small part, you can stay, still say I'm part of that success story. Exactly. That's amazing. It's It's been an amazing journey. Mm -hmm. It's been okay, an amazing yeah. ride. I mean, from the brands that we get to meet, to the people that we get to meet behind the brands. I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, right. we did a tasting with Mary J. Blige. We did a tasting with John Legend. Right. How many wine stores can say that, you know, they're doing that? No, so no, for us, it's definitely a beautiful journey we've been on. Yeah, that's amazing. Speaking of that, like, let's say if there's someone, a younger version of Sunshine, that would like to go into this amazing industry right or just the multiple things that they see that you're part of what would you say to you know get them started something like the message that you would 
you would tell them or share with them to really impact your life to get started? I think what I tell most people is that if you're going to do something, do it and do it right. Um, this does not, this is not just light work, you know? Right. Um, if you want, as much as people are like, I don't want to wake up every day and go work for someone. If you want light work, go work for someone. Because this being an entrepreneur, starting something like this, um, I've been true to who the brand is from mm -hmm. day one. Um, from the amount of like, I've actually gotten like hate mail. Really? I mean, I think anything that you're like pushing and you're standing behind, you better be able to stand really behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've gotten from Instagram where I'll post something and it's like about black owned brands or, you know, we've been featured in so many different things. And um, I will get people in the comments like, oh, if we had to say white brands only or, and I'm like, no, these exist already. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're there. They're right. all over. But I think once you start like harping on the fact that, you know, you are promoting these brands for a reason and mm -hmm. there's intention behind it, you're going to get that. So mm -hmm. I've gotten from like we did, I remember we did a um, Fox News something. And Fox News is, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think it's a different demographic. And, but it's your local Fox News. Mm -hmm. But we actually got a letter, um, handwritten letter sent to me basically telling me how terrible I was for going on Fox News and promoting these black owned brands. I got emails. Mm -hmm. So it's it is what it is. It is what it is. But I think I'm never gonna back. stop. Pushback is a good thing. That means you're in the right direction. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So I, I agree. So the message is just to keep going. The message is to keep going, do it right. Um and also stay true to if you find that niche and you find that thing that you want to do, mm -hmm. um, stay true to what it is. No matter what, don't sway from, you know, we opened our doors three years ago this month and we had, we did like a beautiful grand opening. We have, a, we had like, I think all of our friends and neighbors and everyone came and it was a beautiful night. Right. And I was like, oh my God, we almost sold out. And I was rushing to like buy product in so that I could have product for when we opened. And then we opened and then crickets. No one came. Wow. I think we made like 50 bucks the first day we opened. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you wasn't discouraged by that. So that's why I'm like, if you know you're doing something, mm -hmm. do it. But I, I mean, I was not discouraged because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you have to give time. People have to come. In the meantime, I was freaking out, like, okay, well, are people going to go? Right, right. Um, but I knew I had to bring people in. So as much as I'm already on the side street, you know, what can I do? But I had to bring people in. So I I had to make it someplace that people were traveling to come there for a specific reason. So we did our in-store tastings mm. every week from our wines on Wednesday to our spirits on Friday. And it became the neighborhood place to go on a Friday. People would come dressed up. People have had hookups that people have come in and they're like, oh my gosh, you're my neighbor. I didn't right. even know that. You know, like it brought community together. Right. And so I knew I was on the right track. So I couldn't get discouraged. But of course there were days that I'm like, oh, 
thank God I own the building. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, I got to pay rent. Right. So, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, so stay true. Do it right. Put in the work. I think a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of work you got to put in. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, this is not something that is just like, yeah. you, you touched wake on up. something earlier. You said, you know, if you want, if you want the easy way out, and nine to five is really the easy way out because when you're working for yourself, the amount of uh, obligations and amount of uh, accountability yep. falls on you. All the pressure is on it, you. Yeah, it's a lot harder. You you don't have a scapegoat in the boss. You don't, Ex- you don't have to say, well, I didn't do right? it. Because you're the face of the brand. You're the face, you're the face of, of the brand. Everything. Right. You you know, if one thing messes up, you got to figure out how to fix it right. or figure, find your team that fixes fix it. it. Um, but it's definitely having a nine to five, five o'clock, you clock out. Or even if you don't clock out at five and yeah. you're like one of those that are workaholics and you stay and you push, you still go home and you're like, forget this job. Yeah. You wake up the next day and you do it. But when you're an entrepreneur, there's no forget this there's job. No there's who you better wake up and yeah. actually have yeah. like an actual action plan. Yeah. Hey, this this has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. This where, has been awesome. Where the, where can they reach you? So we're on Instagram, Happy Cork Brooklyn on Instagram, Brooklyn spelled out, and we're also on Instagram with Happy Buds, so Happy Buds Brooklyn. Um, but we're also online, so we have an app, and we're also online. So check out happy corkcom and then also for Happy Buds, HappyBudsBK.com. Man, you guys are making moves over here. We're trying, yeah. and we do delivery, shipping, and... I, I was just going to say that. With yes. the e-commerce, with all everything moving into e-commerce, like, how do you guys were able to sustain with, you know, traditionally with brick and motors are not doing as well. Right. But now it makes sense. You guys are online. You guys are everywhere. You have the main attraction. So it's like... You know, everything's coming with, in with, multiple ways. And it's also, too, with innovation. Like, mm-hmm. we have been extremely innovative like i've touched on a, a lot of like um certain things with different wine stores that have right. not made it um just because you know the pandemic hit black lives movement definitely helped us in our business but i think being able to be as innovative taking our in-store tastings online that helped so our reach was bigger yeah. you know um the app. the app having people order from us and they're in upstate new york and they can get their wines delivered i had somebody travel from connecticut she called up and she was like there's nothing out here so i have to make the journey and she was actually going to order online and she's like no i want to come in and do like the whole experience Experience of it and she came in and she was just like floored because she didn't she knew there was going to be like an assortment of wines Mm -hmm. she didn't know how big our assortment was actually and walked in and was just like Blown away. Okay, how am I going to transport this back now? Because she rode a train to come see us. Who does that for a liquor store? Amazing. That's amazing. Well, cheers to that. Cheers to that. All right, guys. Um, this is it. You can find us on IG at It Starts Now. The handle is in the description below. Remember to subscribe, share, and don't forget to leave a comment below or a question you would like for us to answer. Thank you for joining us. This was amazing. I am Stan Lane. And as always, it starts now. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that was good. <laughs>